Welcome to the XYZ Experiment Podcast. I'm Fiona, 53, and I'm Gen X. I'm Dash, I just turned 39, and I'm a millennial. I'm Amelia, I'm 27, straddling the confusing line between Gen Z and millennial. I'm actually so excited to talk about dogs. Why did you both choose the dogs that you have? Mine is a bit of a long story. So my um, family had Dachshunds in Sri Lanka and... I don't know if they also had it when they were in Nigeria, but they had a, well, my mum grew up with a Dachshund called Judy, but they nicknamed him her P. I don't know why. Um, and so Dachshunds were always like very fondly spoken about when I was growing up. Like I look back on childhood stuff that I bought and even like an early young adult had folders with Dachshunds on it, pajamas with Dachshunds on it, you know, before Peter Alexander became big. <laughs> And I've just always been gravitated because they are, I just find them comical, like their body shape, their faces, and also their personality. I yeah. just find them the most comical, sassy kind of dogs. And I guess when I was getting quite unwell with MS, I had a MRI scan come back and um, my neurologist said, oh, you have like pretty bad lesions in your cerebellar peduncle. And I was like, oh, I'm going to one day get a Dachshund and call her Peduncle <laughs> because it means long stalk. Um, mm. So it's a long ah. nerve tract in your brain. And so I was like, I'm going to get a Dachshund and call her Peduncle. And so, yeah, then six months later, we got Peduncle and um, mm. it's amazing. Is Peduncle yeah. your first dog for you and Scott together? Yeah. What about you, Fiona? I love dogs. I've, I grew up with dogs all through my childhood and we currently have a German Spitz Pomerani called Suki. Uh, she's in my married life. She's my fifth dog. Uh, we normally, wow. yeah, we normally buy dogs in pairs. Um, Suki's the first time we haven't bought a dog with another dog. So Suki's the first dog we didn't get from the pound either. And there's a story behind that why. I just think dogs just make your life so much better. Like when I come home, she's so happy to see me always mm. full of loves. All she wants is just to walk in pats and to be fed. She barely asks anything of me for the affection that she gives me, you know, like, and sometimes when I walk through the door and she greets me like she's never seen me before. And then I'll say to my husband, why can't you greet me like that? Like, <laughs> this is what I want when I get home, you know, and he just laughs. How about yourself, Amelia? Well, I... I feel like a bad mother. I have a sausage dog, but it doesn't live with me anymore. My parents had to take it in. His name is Pickles. I don't know why, because I don't like Pickles. <laughs> so I'm not sure how we... I think it was like one of my ex-boyfriends was like, oh, you should call it Pickles. And I was like, oh, yeah, it seems like Any a good dog idea. named after a food is the best name ever. Uh, That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> well, my parents have a sausage dog called Penny. So there's oh, yeah. Pickles and Penny. They're so just sassy yes but they're also they don't follow commands at no. all like if you ask a sausage dog to come they will run in the opposite direction and be like no do what i want but um, the thing is they understand like they yeah. understand the command they just they're choose like, to disobey oh, that's nice yeah disobedient <laughs> honestly i couldn't have gotten through my fourth year of university without him because Dental school was pretty brutal at that latter part. I just, they're the best. Like They are, absolutely. And I think similar to you, like I got Peduncle in my last year of my PhD. Mm. And so she literally, as a tiny, tiny puppy, would sit on my lap while I was finishing up yeah. writing chapters. And I don't think I would have gotten through without her either. Like there was just a very calming 
presence of having this little creature who just you know was like you're amazing but also yeah. like would force me to go out on walks um it was really good for my mental health I and think to have her at that time that's the thing you feel like you have to walk them and like you might not necessarily go for a walk but you're like no nah, I'm doing this for them yeah you have to because that's the highlight of their day yeah like it's that it's their absolute highlight of the days to go for a walk and you have to remember that even as tired as you are that puppy needs to get out, you know, and mm. sniff the world and say hello to its friends and do all that sort of stuff. You know, going back to our generation thing, though, is when when I was a kid growing up with dogs, dogs weren't treated like they are nowadays <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, it's it was totally different. They were a dog and they lived outside. They didn't live inside, that's for sure. Like, mm. we had a dog, we had a Kelpie cross called Susie who used to live on the front porch literally yeah just like the street dog and the only reason why she was such a great dog is because my dad used to run 10 kilometers a day and the dog ran with him so the dog wow. was extremely well exercised um, and very friendly we would just feed her anything like there was no rules about no chocolate or, yeah. or like I remember once because Susie sometimes would wander off and come back sometimes I remember once Susie coming back with a flake in her mouth and eating the flake you know just before you knew that chocolate was bad for dogs. But we used to have a postman and he would come and stop at our property with this big tree out the front every day and he would have his lunch with Susie. Him and Susie would have their lunch together every single day. Like, and it's just, you don't see street dogs like that anymore. But back to like what you were kind of saying in terms of dogs are treated very differently now. Like we had a family dog who was a stray called Solomon. He slept outside. He was a fox yeah. terrier. Slept say, outside. Stray sausage dog. Yeah. No, no such, I was going to say stray sausage dog. There's I know no there's such no thing. such thing as a stray <laughs> sausage dog, but stray fox terrier called Solomon um, slept outside in a kennel all the way through winter. Like I look back on that now and I feel so bad know, that this dog was outside during winter. But there's memes now about, you know, the best life is um, being a dog owned by a millennial or a Literally, because they are your children. They are your children. Um, well, it's interesting, Fiona, you say about the changes of dogs occupying space over time because when I was a kid, growing up on the farm, like dogs, there's a lot of things that can happen to dogs. So I had 22 dogs before <gasps> I was an adult because snake bites, yep. they get ran over by like machinery and like you do everything you can to try and avoid things happening but it's one of the, it's just the reality farm life and it's it's a hard life for them as well because they are running lots of kilometers a day and so like any heart defects you sort of see things show up um and so my dad was always like no like no way in hell a dog's ever coming inside and sure enough now we have two sausage dogs that sleep in the bed with them yes yeah so, <laughs> they're just such loving creatures and we don't deserve them. We don't deserve no. them. When I had to put my last dog down, a dog called Abby, she was 16 years old. I couldn't go to work for a week. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't do, I was, I'd never experienced grief like that ever in my entire life. Like including humans, I'd never mm. experienced anything like it. And even now it can bring me to tears a couple of years later and um, I can be walking down the street and see a dog that looks like Abby and start crying. Like it's so spontaneous. It's an, it's, but it got to the point where we actually had to move homes because we would come home in the car, we'd pull up in our car. And then when we used to pull up in our car, Abby would give a couple of little barks to say, oh, you're home. Mm. So we'd get out of the car. I wouldn't hear the bark and I'd just start crying. And then I realised how much 
as I walked around the home, like when I woke up, like how much I listened for her. Like all I would, I, I, but I didn't know. I didn't know until she was gone that forever my radar was on listening for her and I couldn't hear anymore and I'd just start crying. My husband talked to my sister and uh, my sister came over because I had a, I just couldn't get out of this funk about the dog. Anyway, she's got some young kids and um, I answer the door and my nephew looks at me and he goes, what the hell? You're meant to be crying. And obviously my sister had warned them on the drive over that Fiona's very sad at the moment and all this sort of stuff. And that made me laugh, you know. And she comes in. It was so funny. She comes in and it had been a week and she literally said to me, Fiona, that's enough. That That's enough. You need to pull yourself together. And it was almost what I needed just to click me out of that funk, if that makes sense, you know. And I, I was looking online. I was actually looking it up online because I was having so much grief over my dog. I had to look up to see if this was normal because I was just thinking, yeah. this isn't normal. Like, this can't be normal. But then I read that it is really normal and it can – because she, she's my, she was my fourth dog by then and I'd never had grief over dogs before like this. But I think when you've had someone in your life for 16 years and, yeah. you know, we moved her from Perth over here and we were really – Maybe because I didn't have children, we mm. had attached so much to the dog. And now, even now, Dash is something you said earlier. Sometimes I think back and I think, oh, did we walk her enough? Did we? Yeah. Should we have left her outside during those days? Did we? Did we give her a good life? You know, like I often reflect on it, and it's stupid to reflect on it because, of course, she had a good life. But it's just, yeah, yeah it's unbelievable, unbelievable. It's just such a pure love, though. Like I think. For example, if you lose a person, you're obviously very sad about it, mm. but there's also complexity around it. Like mm. there were times you had a falling out or maybe there was something that you didn't really love so much about their character versus a dog. Like they are who they are and like unapologetically so. And even like yesterday, like I was watching her, like she, like I've been home this whole week and she's just been, you know, by my side, like just mm. really little quiet by my side. I've had a stressful week. She would make me laugh at particular times. And I said to Scott yesterday, I said, oh, God, I miss her already. And he was like, what's wrong? Like, you've been with her all week. What are you talking about? You miss her already. I'm like, I'm going to miss her so much when she's gone because she's 10 now. Yeah. Mm. And I can see that she's getting older, that things are harder, that she, you know, she's had cancer this year and had to get that operated out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't. Like, listening to you talk, Fiona, I'm just like, I feel like that's going to be very much my experience. Oh, it's terrible. But yeah. we don't have kids either. Yeah. And so I do think, you know, this this was my demonstration of maternal mm. practice and yeah. instinct. Other people would be like, don't be silly, it's just a dog. But it's she's not, not just, just a, a dog to me. Just a yeah. dog. <laughs> no, no, true. It's so true. Uh, once Abby had passed away, I actually couldn't get another dog for quite a long time mm. because I, I would say I just can't have my heart broken again. Even mm. now I can feel the tears welling in my eyes as yeah. I say it. And then all of a sudden one day it's like, I need a dog. Like it just mm. happened So how long was quick. it, Fiona? Um, it was two years before I got another dog, yeah. And it was during lockdown we got our dog. That's And that's one of the reasons why we ended up with the type of dog that we had because um, I wanted a dog from the pound because that's what I'd always got my dogs from. But there was no dogs in the pound anywhere. All the dogs were gone because, you know, everyone was getting their um, COVID puppy, you know, mm. literally. So then I started looking at breeders and um, and I was looking at sausage dogs because I had a sausage. I actually had a rescue sausage dog. It does happen. 
That's was, rare. Yeah. Monica's Rescue? It was from um, uh, Geraldton um, called okay. Sam. His name was Sam. We got him. He's about two years old. Uh, it's an interesting story about him. He was actually found living wild in the bush in Geraldton. A wild <laughs> yeah, bush Yeah, wild sausage. in the bush. Took him a little while to catch him. Um, and so, like, you know how you have, like, this is a sausage dog. Sam would catch birds now and again. We had to be really yeah. careful because he'd been used to doing that, eating in the bush. Um, to be fair, our sausage dogs can climb trees. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just... It's wild. He's a beautiful dog. Uh, There's a funny story about him, though. We used to take him to these. uh, We had uh, we had Sam the sausage dog and Oscar the um, Oscar was a Shih Tzu, all rescue dogs. And um, we used to take them. We used to always go to Perth for Christmas, so we put our dogs into the kennels at Christmas time in Geraldton. But they were particularly lovely little dogs. And um, so the people who owned the kennels used to take them into their house during Christmas. And but we didn't know that because their kids loved the dogs. And so one year we turned up and the woman said to me, oh, my God, she said, look, we haven't told you in the past, but we used to take the dog into our own private home until Sam escaped. And then she said it took us three days to get him back because he was living in the bush for those three days. (gasps) She said we were having a heart attack. And then I said to her, oh, he originally was found in the bush. And she just goes, oh, my God, like I was panicked every day. And she said we'd already made up our minds because he stayed around the property because uh, on a farm, and she said we'd already made up our minds that when you came back, as soon as he heard your voice, he'd come. But she mm. said we managed to catch him. But she goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so that's how I learnt my dogs had a second life. Actually, <laughs> they actually didn't live Jeez. in the kennel; they lived in their own private home whilst we were in Perth. But sausage dogs are pretty amazing dogs. Like yeah. he was, he was one of my favourite dogs, Sam. Like amazing little dog. I have three dog fan pages. I have a Corgi fan page, a Frenchie fan page, and my largest by far is the Sausage Dog fan page. It's interesting seeing the analytics and the demographics for each of the pages, but um, collectively it's about 100,000 followers across them. It's a lot. Um, It's a lot of people. It is. And it's actually, I really, I haven't monetized it. I do want to release some sort of product in the future, but it's a really nice little thing to put out into the universe because they do bring so much joy and sharing the reels it's like a little bit of positivity in the social media space and it has traffic across the three pages I think about 20 to 30 million people see it every month but when we got Pete uncle so like she's 10 now and we were living in an area where Dashens were popular, but not that popular. Like they've absolutely exploded. exploded in popularity. And I remember like I'd be walking her down the street and you'd see people in their cars like stop and smile and you can just see, like I just constantly felt that we were um, bringing joy just by her yeah. walking down the street. And whereas in now, and I, this is the other thing I love about having a dog and living in the area I live, there's an incredible dog community. Like we mm. have mm. 10 sausage dogs that are like part of a WhatsApp group. There was heaps that got, <laughs> um, came onto the block during lockdown. So Pete Uncle's like the matriarch of the group. She's the oldest, but then there's mm. all these like one, two, three-year-old Dash and puppies. And, you know, sometimes there's been pack walks that we've gone on where they've all gone, they've all bought the same harnesses and leads. You know, it's like the most comical, funny thing to kind of watch. Such bringers of joy. <laughs> I, I actually can't get over how a dog can build a community for you that really surprises me like because we've got Suki during lockdown 
um, when we walked it, because, you know, Melbourne had the um, three kilometre, you couldn't travel more than mm. three k's. Five, so, five, oh, five was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, because you couldn't travel, people weren't coming into the city, of course. So when we were walking our dogs in the city, we actually knew you were a local, that you must live in the city. And so we'd stop and talk with our dogs. And so it was the first time I really built a community in the CBD, which I don't think would have happened if I didn't have Suki. Yeah. You know, like yeah. she, so I know a lot of my neighbours and I know a lot of my people down like Guildford Lane and all types of stuff, which I would never have met without the dog. And like we've mm. exchanged phone numbers. Like I said to my husband yesterday, one of them texted me to invite me to their dog's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's just incredible what a community, I know children build communities for you. And again, just going back to, I didn't have kids. The dogs actually built a community yeah. for me, you know, mm. and we go to the park, we go up to Flagstaff Gardens and um, people will go, oh, are you normally in the park at this time? You know, and, and so we'd make times to meet up and have a chat because we know our dogs get along and have a chat. And like, it's a really lovely, the other thing about Suki is, Suki is the prettiest dog I've ever owned. Like, mm. she is really a beauty to look like. And listeners, we'll put some photos up. You'll get to see how beautiful our dogs are. And so I've never experienced a dog where so many people stop you to ask you about her or to give her a pat. Like, unbelievable how many people do that as we're mm. walking and um, and want to know about her. But the only bad thing about it now is, is, is we're walking past people. If they don't stop to talk to us or ask for a pat... Suki's like, she'll stop and say, hey, yes. I'm just giving them an opportunity to rethink. <laughs> Admire that, me. Yeah, that I they didn't pat me. You know, just like, it's really funny her expectation of what every stranger's going to do as we walk past them. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Pete Uncle does the same thing. It is actually comical. <laughs> funny story though, and, I, and when we moved into our apartment, it was actually around the time of Anzac Day. And we live right near the Shrine yep. of Remembrance. Mm -hmm. And um, we thought, oh, let's go to like one of the services or there was um, something happening. And so we took Pete Uncle with us and we're at the service. And um, anyway, there was going to be a one minute of silence that no. was going to happen, but yep. it was um, going to start after cannon guns had gone off and finished at the sound of cannon guns going off. So cannons go off, we're hold we've got Pete Uncle there. She thinks she's been shot. And for the minute of silence, this dog is screaming her head off, like crying. Everyone else is silent. Every child is silent. Every adult is silent. This dog thinks she's been shot and is letting everyone know about it. And then another cannon goes off to then indicate that the minute is over. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. We cannot ever do this again. Were people staring at you and judging yes, you? And and oh. like, I just felt so bad because there's all these people who like fought in wars. And then there's a dog who thinks she's Sausage been shot. carrying on. When you get a dog, you think about your age. So like I was... 52 when I got her and I was going to Maladin if she lives 16 years I'll be 68 you know he'll be 72 <laughs> just seems crazy to think about your dog in those sorts of terms how old yeah. you'll be you know and then Maladin goes well maybe this will be our last dog and I'm like oh god I hope not but it Don't just seems that. so weird to say say that you know it just mm. seems really strange yeah, yeah it sort of bookmarks chapters within your life Mm. Yeah. Mm. Talking about naming your dogs, because I love how you told us about the name of Pete Uncle. I really love that. Um, with Suki, 
I was going to call her popcorn and a girlfriend had come um, with me to pick up Suki and she was like, nah, she's not a popcorn, you can't call her that. And then so it took me a day or two. And so I then decided I really used to love uh, True Blood with Suki Stackhouse. So I thought, right, I'm going to call her Suki, right? So I tell this friend, oh, I'm going to call her Suki. And this friend has never watched anything like you know, True Blood or anything like that. She goes, oh, my God, Suki, S-U-K-I, meaning beloved in Japanese. And I went, Aww. oh, yes, of course, that's what it is. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, I just, yes. I, and I love it. I love it. Now when I see people and they go, what's her name? And I say, oh, it's Suki. And they go, oh, what does that mean? I go, beloved, instead of having to say, oh, it's Suki from Suki Stackhouse on True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard no being a dog. It's hard, like, trying to get the right name. And <laughs> well, I definitely didn't want, because, you know, the sausage dogs also have a big thing of being named after, like, sausage, kind of like Frankie or, oh, you know, of course. Um, Crank snags or that kind of stuff. And so, <laughs> but, oh, my God, we have some funny names of the sausage dogs around the block. So um, one of our friends have two, and that's um, they're Soda and Cherry. And then um, there's a Neville. Names. Um, and Neville is a chocolate um, sausage dog. And I always thought he was named after Neville Longbottom because I thought that would have been hilarious, but yeah. apparently not. Um, <laughs> but there is a Luna. Like there's heaps. There's such cool names. But my question to you as well is, do you feel like you know the names of the other dogs in your area more than you know the names of the humans that yep. own those dogs? So I, I know the names of all their dogs. I do know the names of some of the um, the owners. But mostly not, yeah. But I do know that. But I could see the dogs straight away and know who they are, but not necessarily remember what their, their owner's name was. Well, if you had to describe your dog's personality in three words, what would those words be? So Suki is joyful, she's loving, and she is wants for nothing. Amelia? Have spoilt, entitled, loving. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I would say of Pete Uncle, extraordinarily affectionate, like has to be giving you kisses constantly, whether you want them or not. Um, easily outraged. I sometimes <laughs> nickname her Karen. <laughs> she's just outraged about everything. And um, she's also quite anxious. So I think that's ah. quite a um, sausage dog trait. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, Amelia here. Some sad news from myself and my family. After we recorded this episode, my beautiful sausage dog Pickles passed away very suddenly and far too soon earlier this week. We wanted to dedicate this episode to him and to all the beautiful doggos the XYZ family have lost and have loved. I feel kind of silly to be so upset, but their presence in our life is one of the most purest forms of love and the embodiment of unadulterated happiness. We are so much better for having them. So please give your fur babies an extra hug for me today. Life with them is so precious and so fleeting. So cherish every day. Hi everyone, it's Dash. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the XYZ Experiment podcast and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. If you've enjoyed our show and um, like what you're hearing, tell all your friends and family and hit that subscribe button. If you want to hear our updates and know when episodes drop, follow us on Instagram at the XYZ Experiment for all the latest updates and news. 
and our original music was composed and performed by the amazing Luke Champion.